Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. I hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got your great cup of Joe, and you're ready to go. Here in the Bible Belt, we have a dangerous problem. It's called culture Christianity. And it's hard to define exactly what it is, but the best that I can do to get to this is these are people who consider themselves Christians, whether it's through their family heritage, whether it's through good old-fashioned morals, maybe right-wing politics, or attending church. This culture is when a society gives lip service to Jesus instead of giving themselves to him. You can hear it in everyday uh, country songs when the singer is talking about uh, singing hymns and praising and believing in Jesus in one verse and then chasing women and partying all night in the next. One of the greatest dangers of this culture is when people spend their whole lives believing that they're on the road to heaven, which in fact they're not. All right, this is exactly what Satan wants. And this is exactly what we as Christians should not want. When we look at Luke 14, 33, Jesus says, anyone who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. What Jesus is telling them is Jesus is the most important thing in their life. Being a disciple means to treasure Christ above all other things, even what you think is high regards on this earth. We have to fix this problem that's plaguing our nation today. Being a Christian means taking up your cross every day and denying yourself and following Jesus. We are not saved because we go to church, because we pray before meals, because we're good and wholesome and we tithe at church. We are saved from our sins through the faith in the blood of Jesus. In a free nation, the gospel is often presented as a costless addition to one's life and adds churchgoers as your hobbies and charitable givings as a list of good deeds, just like I said. The thing is, is we need to get away from this because this was never found in the early church. To be honest with you, the very term Christian was coined in the city of Ananoch as a way to identify the first followers of Christ. These first disciples were so much like Jesus, they were often called little Christ by their detractors. And unfortunately, it's lost the, the, the term that has lost its meaning over the period of time. This culture is not Christianity. A true, true Christian is the one who receives Christ as their Lord and Savior. Christ's death and resurrection has been appropriate for that person as his or own substitute for sin. The Spirit dwells in us. We receive Christ in our lives, which is more than a mental acknowledge of truth. Satan acknowledges the identity of Christ. The faith that serves also changes us. Jesus said that anyone that wished to become his disciple, as I said before, deny himself and take up the cross and follow him. While we were, while we cannot earn salvation by our sacrifice or good works or our lifestyle, we can receive it through the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So here's some identifying marks of this culture that I'm talking about. Denying the inspiration of the scriptures or parts of the scriptures. Okay. And so when we, what, what I'm saying by this is interpretation, taking the, instead of repeating the entire scripture, what they're doing is they're only taking bits and pieces and changing it around to benefit them. Okay. Ignoring or downplaying the, the true repentance as a first step of knowing God. Focusing on Jesus' love and his acceptance to the uh, to his teachings on hell and obedience and self-sacrifice. Something that I want to draw your attention to about focusing on Jesus' love and acceptance is they will downplay this. They will find ways, this, this culture that I'm talking about will find ways to manipulate this and to man manipulate the teachings of hell and the obedience and self-sacrifice because they will change self-sacrifice to self-fulfillment, okay? Tolerating or even celebrating ongoing sin while claiming to know God. This happens every day. This is people who claim to know God, but they see the sin that's going on maybe in their loved one's life, and they're, they're quiet about it. They turn a blind eye to it. Understanding that Jesus is the primary Social reformer rather than the God of flesh who sacrificed for our sins. A, a, a centerpiece for talking, maybe um, a casual conversation, something of this, this magnitude of, of changing things around. Claiming that God's promise while ignoring the requirements that includes them. Denying and minimizing Jesus' claim that he is the only way to God. That is a big one that I see quite often is when people want to tell me and, and speak out loud, whether it be through social media, um, through audio or, or videos where they're trying to tell their audience, there's other ways to heaven. There's other ways to God except through Jesus. And that's not true. That is absolutely false. And I can prove it. I'm fixing to look up the scripture, and I'm going to read it word for word. The book of John 14, starting with the verse first, Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Also trust in me. There are more than enough rooms in my Father's house. If this was not so, I would have told you, but I go to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come back, so you will be with me always and be where I am. And I will know, and you, I'm sorry, you will know, where I'm going. Verse 5, they say, no, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one could come to the Father except through me. If you have had uh, really known me, you know my Father is. For now on, you now know whom you have seen. That scriptures right there, verses 1 through 7, explains what I just was talking about with trying to replace and minimizing Jesus' claim to be the only way to God. Because verse 6 is the answer, period. That Jesus told him, he said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one could come to the Father except through me. And so anytime that you hear this idle talk, anytime that you hear this, this chatter about 
other ways to get into heaven and you're hearing this from people, you need to stop. You need to turn around. You need to get out of that area because let me tell you something. They're going to lead you down the wrong road and that's the last thing you want to do. Talking too much about God in a general sense, but know very little about Jesus as the Lord. A lot of people will claim, oh, I know God, I know this, and I know that. But when you get down to the brass tacks, they don't know the Son. They don't know who Jesus is. And in some religions now, I'll be honest, in some religions, some people believe that Jesus was a great man. He was a great prophet. And some believe, well, he was a very good character in a book. But see, Jesus is a lot more than that. And that's what we should focus on. And, and understand that this culture that I'm talking about is moving at a very fast pace. Uh, this past week, I heard something kind of disturbing that was coming out of uh, the church, the large church down in Australia. Uh, and it was talking about believing in other entities other than God. And what they were preaching was all different types of entities and beliefs and all of this. Hillsong uh, Church, I do believe it is. And see, this is also the one that made headlines not too long ago, you know, about a year or so ago, when all of a sudden their pastors and their, their youth ministers and their song leaders and all this was coming out going, well, I really don't believe in this Jesus anymore. I need to go refine myself and find out what truly is um, out there for me to believe. And so... That just tells you the power of, of the devil. If he's able to change a church in a direction other than following the Lord, that should tell you the power that Satan has. Because see, outside the political realm, outside of the warmongering that we have between nations and everybody's uh, saber rattling and our economy going to the tank, we have a spiritual war that's going on, ladies and gentlemen, whether you want to believe it or not. There is a spiritual war, right? It is good versus evil. It is angels versus demons. And we're caught in the middle of it. Because, see, we are the prize that Satan wants to get his hands on. If he can get his hands on the children of, the, of God, he, is, he thinks to himself he's winning. But what he failed to realize is Jesus defeated hell, death, and the grave once they laid him in that tomb. And he now sits at the right hand of the Father and he makes a way for you and I. See, that's what the devil don't understand and he can't fathom the fact that he lost big time. And so what he's doing, he's going to do whatever he can to collect as many souls as he can before time ends because he thinks he's going to find every way possible to hurt God. All right? And so that's something we need to take and we need to pay a special attention to, especially in this day and time, Okay. So, seeing protection and blessing as a goal to be achieved rather than a byproduct of the love, the re relationship of God. Wow, that's a big one. To look at blessings and, and protections as goals rather than a byproduct of the love of the relationship with God. That, that's huge. Um, there's a lot of people who do that. That's huge. I'm going over to Mark 12, 20, because I want to read this. So if you're, you're probably hearing my keyboard clack, it says, well, suppose that there were seven brothers and, and the oldest married and then died without children. The second married 
And then the widow, he also died without children. And it goes on and on. And what Jesus is talking about, he says, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. Last thing I want to bring to your attention is choosing a church based upon any or all of the things that are mentioned above. And I've seen this myself in other churches to where they put more focus on programs. They put more focus on honestly putting butts in seats than they do of, of sharing the gospel and telling the good news and in, in the teachings of Jesus. And it's something we should really take notice of because we're going to see this more and more as people are searching for what they think is uh, churches or, or something to fulfill that spiritual hunger. And I know you've heard me talk about the spiritual hunger before, but there is a, a hunger that's going around that is spiritual in nature. And what it is, is people are trying to find something to fill that void. And so what they're doing is for church, it's a social gathering. It's a place to babysit my kids for a couple hours or it's a place to hang out. Yeah, I'll sing some music. I'll have a little bit of a good time and boom, then I ain't got to worry about it because I've checked the box. All right. Jesus warning in Matthew 17, 21 through 23, it reads, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father that is in heaven. On judgment day, there will many say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, we cast out demons in your name, we performed miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me because you broke God's laws. This should be a wake-up call for anyone who's practicing this culture. Not everyone will enter the kingdom of heaven, as, as the scriptures say. So what we need to do is we need to be able to share the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. And, and do it to a point to where we're able to share the, the, the truth, not a culture, not things that benefit us, but what benefits the Lord, okay? So that's what I wanted to share with you for the past few minutes that we've had together on today's episode. And I want to thank all of you, honestly, for supporting not only this ministry, but the podcast. Um, social media... We're, we're growing in the social media section. Um, I'm, I'm growing on the Wisdom app, and I'm growing in other arenas, so I want to thank all of you. But see, I want to also invite you to go over to JesusInACupOfJoe.com. That is the website. That's where you find not only all the episodes, unless you listen to it on your favorite uh, media outlet, but we also have a blog page called Dad's Toolbox. We have a merchandise store, which I just did some uh, updates. And we have a donation button. If you feel uh, the need to give, please do, because all the money goes to not only support the uh, the ministry and the podcast, but it goes to keep uh, helping local charities. So once again, thank you so much uh, for that. My goal going into uh, the rest of this month is I'm hoping to be able to do some YouTube uh, work to be able to do some videos, maybe do some live streams because I miss that interaction with uh, with you, the audience. Also, Easter's coming up. This will be my 23rd year in ministry. So as I prepare for uh, the Easter episode, I just ask 
desire your prayers for that and pray that that the Lord's will will be done. So thank you so much, like I said, for, for following, listening, subscribing, sharing, all of these good things, okay? So as I get ready to get out of here, it's real simple. You all know this. You always start your day with Jesus and the Cup of Joe. God bless. Hey, this is Royce from Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Are you in the market trying to find a great gift and not sure what to do? Why don't you check out my friends at Artisans Woodwork 73? They are your one-stop shop for all of your wood needs. They do handmade cutting boards, cheese boards, stovetop covers, you name it, he can make it. So why don't you check them out, artisanswoodwork73.com. And if you use the promo code, hashtag Jesus and a Cup of Joe, you can get up to 10% off your order.